Hey, profs. Welcome on in. My name's Rob Lightfoot, proud two-time alum of Rick Edelman College of Communication, class of 2000-2001. This is Beyond the Brown and Gold. I'm Jessica Kennedy. I'm the co-host here, also a two-time proud Rowan alum, class of 2008 from the Rick Edelman College of Communication and Creative Arts and 2015 from the College of Education. Thanks so much for joining us today. Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM presents Beyond the Brown and Gold, a show that highlights the lives and memories of Glassboro State and Rowan University alumni. Now, here are your hosts, Rob Lightfoot and Jessica Kennedy. Our guest on today's show comes via a class note form. Hmm, tell me more. Did you know that you can let the alumni office know of any life updates? Got a job, a new job, wrote a book, had a baby, made a move, got married, any of those things. Any of those things, or all of those things. That would be a lot to happen at one time. (laughs) But you can tell us about those things by submitting a class notes form at alumni.rowan.edu backslash class notes. And that's how we found Hannah. So Hannah's a 2015 alum, but super active on campus while she was here. She was in student university programmers. She was in Rowan After Hours. After that, she was what? She was saving animals. She did a bunch of things. Yeah, she's done so much. Um, you know, as she says she graduated a long time ago in the interview, but really we know less than 10 years yeah, isn't too so long bad. ago. It's, it's Which, around the corner. Yeah, but she's done a lot of really cool things uh, since she's graduated. And I think her story is really, you're going to find it very relatable for those of us that, you know, are still trying to find our passions and explore them. So we hope you enjoy listening to Hannah Batiste. I'd like to start off by telling everybody that we got introduced to you and a little bit about you via a class notes form you submitted. So for folks that are interested in submitting an update to us, sometimes we find you so interesting when you submit those (laughs) that we follow up with you and say, hey, do you want to come on the podcast? So Hannah, thanks for filling out that form. We're so excited to have you today. Sure thing. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. I thought you had such an interesting background, but let's start with where you're coming from. It looks like a beautiful kitchen with some lively plants, but where are you situated, Hannah? I am in my plant-filled kitchen. I'm in the Seattle area in Washington, very far from New Jersey. (laughs) So those plants, they look like they're thriving, but I thought it was like relatively cloudy in Seattle. Aren't they like need sun plants that I see in the background there? You know, I try to find um, plants that thrive like on neglect and thrive in shade. It's very cloudy. And so they, they've got a long winter to survive through every year, but they're, they're pulling through. (laughs) Do you have any plants? I don't have any plants. I have zero plants in my house. The The only time I bring a plant in my house is actually the Christmas tree that I bring in. Oh, okay. I do a live tree every year. That's the only plant I do not bring into my house. Why? Because it like sheds everywhere. <laughs> and know. if you let it go, like bugs fly out. I Ooh. actually did find a pine needle just, just, just last week. Yeah, see? Fake trees for the wind. Sorry, I know that's controversial. But Hannah, tell us, um, you're in Seattle now, but where did you grow up and how did you find out about Rowan and how did you get here? Sure. Yeah. So I grew up in South Jersey, which, you know, is kind of Rowan central. So that's kind of how I found out about Rowan, you know, when it came time to, you know, search for colleges and everything. I, it's like, you know, Rowan and Rutgers, like I've kind of just always grown up knowing about these universities. So um, I grew up in South Jersey, attended Rowan for four years. And what was your major when you came into Rowan? I actually came in as a theater major. Um, about halfway through, I switched to psychology major, um, then minored in theater. 
And what sparked the the theater bug in you? Was it growing up watching like Disney? Was it growing up being going to the theater with mom and dad? Like what it looked like? It started when I was three. I'm an only really? child. Yeah. So my mom actually she put me in ballet classes as just a way for me to meet kids my own age because I didn't have any siblings. So then from there, it, I kind of just didn't stop. <laughs> I'm sure she didn't really expect that when she put me in a tiny tots ballet class, but um, I kind of just kept wanting to go back. And as years go went on, I got like more serious about it. You know, I joined like my studios, like elite competition team. And then I started, you know, doing musical theater in high school, you know, and then I kind of always, at that point, I kind of always knew it would be a part of my life. Um, so I decided to go in as a theater major, just because at that point, I wasn't really sure if there was anything else I wanted to do. I knew it would always be a part of my life. So, you know, I decided to go in with that, you know, and get training in theater and dance, even more training, I should say, and just to keep the backbone of that. It's a really intense hobby to have growing up, right? Like lots of practices, travel for competitions, lots of expensive costumes. It's kind of like a lifestyle, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, if you're going to go all in on that, it, it kind of has to be your entire life. You know, there are a ton of kids or people that don't do it as like serious as that, you know, and it's just a part of their life. But yeah, I very much grew up, you know, and just having everything revolve around like dance competition season, you know, all of that makes me appreciate my parents even more now being a teacher and seeing how much, you know, all those fees cost. <laughs> Was there a particular genre? Is that they called a genre type in, in the dance world? Yeah, that's okay. right. Like you like the yeah, hip hop? I mean, you like the, what, what, what kind do you like? I would say the opposite of hip hop. I took one hip hop class in my entire life and I just, I was not good at it. Um, yeah, I mainly specialized in ballet and musical theater. That was really, really kind of my thing. So were you hoping when you came to Rowan to be really involved in the theater program, to dance here? You said you did come in as a theater major. So what made you um, change your major? Because we see that you have a bachelor's in psych. So how did that come about? I kind of came in and, you know, I knew I always wanted it to be part of my life, but I hadn't really explored like other things. Um, so kind of as I was going on, you know, I was still really involved in theater at Rowan, but as I was kind of going on, you know, I started to like really branch out and like explore other interests. You know, I did a lot of like work with student activities and everything. Um, so I kind of just decided, I was like, I'm kind of not really pigeonholing myself, but I was like, I kind of just want a major that could really like, could kind of just like expand opportunities for me outside of college. You know, I wasn't really certain that I was definitely going to go into the field of psychology, but I figured in terms of learning and, you know, expanding knowledge just about life, I was like, this seems like a really good knowledgeable major to switch in that will give me opportunities beyond theater, you know, beyond college. Yeah, but it does play. It plays in so many different industries, right? Psychology is pretty much everything that we do. When was the last time you were back on campus? Oh my gosh, 2015. Yeah, so a lot has changed, I've heard, since then. <laughs> and that was your graduation year. Have you been back since you since you yeah. walked? No, I have not. I've just, I've, I moved away after college. So it's just, it's kind of challenging, you know, to get back like for like homecoming or alumni events. But yeah, I've heard you have a medical school now. <laughs> 
two. Two of them, yeah. <laughs> Hannah, tell us about how the South Jersey girl gets lured to West Coast. I just wanted a change of scenery and I just went full steam ahead. <laughs> After college, I lived in Virginia for about five years. So lived on the East Coast my entire life. I visited parts of the West Coast, you know, for short trips and I visited Seattle. And I mean, I just fell in love with the West Coast, Seattle specifically, you know, it kind of had like for a 20 something, you know, kind of trying to not having like roots yet to settle down. Um, it had everything that I could want. I mean, it was in a city, you know, with other kind of like the demographic of other like younger, like 20 something like millennials, like also kind of lost trying to find their way. Um, you know, but at the same time, it's like, you can drive 30 minutes outside of Seattle and, you know, you're in the mountains. So for me, it just, it kind of had everything that I was missing on the East coast. So, I mean, really that's about as much like preparation that I did, you know, I, I kind of did some research and, you know, I honed in on like a neighborhood and I said, you know, I'm just going to do everything I can to make this happen. It's quite literally the story of, I literally sold all of my furniture and packed up my car <laughs> and drove out to the West coast. Were people scratching their head when you said, yeah, I'm selling everything. I'm going West. Like people trying to talk you out of it at all. Anybody trying to keep you like what's going on? Oh, a hundred percent. Specifically. I mean, my poor mom, you know, she, <laughs> she was, uh, I would say a little worried, <laughs> you know, a lot of, a, a lot of people I would say were genuinely, uh, which I'm very lucky. They were genuinely happy, excited, you know, probably a little worried for me. Um, I mostly got very good feedback again. Yeah. I would say my, my parents were a little worried, but it all worked out. It was fine. You know, and I think now it's, you know, being on the other side of it, you know, it's, it's a thing of pride, you know. <laughs> I remember when I was at Rowan and I would like do things for myself, like as stupid as it was, like do laundry that I would like lug across campus and like just take care of myself. I'd be like, yeah, I can do this. And I feel like college is kind of like your first experience of being mm -hmm. like, I can take care of myself and I can do things for myself and I can exist as my own individual person. So I feel like college kind of gives you that taste of independence, which is why it's so important. But you were really involved in student activities. Before we go back to the West Coast, can you tell us a little bit about what you were involved in here on campus and maybe any transformational experiences you had while you were here? I was really involved in student activities. It kind of all started with, I'm not sure if this program is even still around, but beginning of my freshman year, I went on the freshman connection trip. Um, I went on the trip to West Virginia, which was basically, you know, just like a leadership, like connection, like team building uh, trip. So I went on, I went on that to West Virginia with, you know, a bunch of I would say about 30 other freshmen, you know, that I didn't know. And, you know, suddenly we're all in cabins in the middle of nowhere in West Virginia together, you know, and we're whitewater rafting, we're zip lining together, you know, and it's, I just met you three days ago. See, that's <laughs> that a little bit scary to really... me. That's a little scary to me. I'm not, I, don't, I, don't, I love the activity piece of it. And, you know, well, maybe some of it, but uh, the whole stranger thing would be a little bit weird, but yeah. <laughs> but, I'm, but, but I'm sorry, continue the, this journey with us. 
Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, that was, that was such a unique experience, you know, to go into college having, you know, and it's by the time every other freshman was moving onto campus, it's, you know, we had just bonded like as a mini family for a week, you know, and like, that's the experience that started off my four years with Rowan, you know, so it was kind of, you know, wow, like, again, you know, going back to the like, wow, I can take care of myself, like, yeah, I can, you know, travel, I can make friends, I can branch out and do things that I never thought I would do. Um, you know, like whitewater rafting in class five rapids. <laughs> so, you know, that was kind of like the catalyst for, you know, I was like, okay, like this, these next four years are, are going to be about trying lots of new things, you know, and just seeing like what I like and what I don't like. So from there, I started like volunteering with uh, SUP student university programmers did, you know, volunteered with a lot of the activities then next year in my so sophomore to senior year. And I started working for Rowan After Hours, you know, doing even more of the weekend activities. And yeah, I would say, I mean, as far as like experiences with Rowan Go, I mean, that just, I think that just gave me everything that I could need and want, you know, for the like going into the real world. Like I had a job, I was, you know, making money and having to like budget, you know, and taught me a lot about that. Um, I mean, friendships, we really were, I mean, like this mini family, you know, because we were spending nights and weekends together. So, and, you know, just giving me experiences, I never thought I would have, you know, like getting inside a giant blow up hamster ball, you know, and barreling down the football field. <laughs> Do that. That's what I was gonna say. Jess actually asked for that recently. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. The best part was I got paid to do it. It was part of work. <laughs> but I do think like that sense of community is, is, you know, it's a very teachable skill set to for like transforming to the workplace, right? Because mm -hmm. yeah, you can do the you know, your standard class projects with other students in the classroom, but it's from these other leadership experiences where you're thrown in with sort of dynamic, especially like Rowan after hours where you were most likely interacting with different types of students from all different years, from all different, you know, majors and such, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, for sure. All different years, all different majors. And yeah, that's what I really liked about it because, you know, that's not something I feel like I would get, you know, within like a major specific like club or activity. I was friends with marketing majors and engineers and, you know, people that were three years older than me and two years younger than me. So yeah, it's, it definitely taught me like a lot of how, like how to deal with certain like types of people and like different ways that people work, you know, there's no like wrong way to work, but you know, people work in all different types of ways. And it really taught me, you know, how to work independently, but also, you know, how to work in those teams and with all different types of people. Is there one particular memorable event that you were a part of as part of either SUP or Rowan After Hours? You know, besides barreling down the football field in a hamster ball, definitely I would say uh, Roglo back in like 2012, 2013. And it basically, it kind of mirrored a festival. I'm, I'm blanking on the name of it, but basically 
we had giant tents outside. I think it was on the football field. It, I mean, it was like a whole, it was a whole big night. Like all the students, like, I think it was free admission too. You all come dressed in all white. It's basically just a giant paint party. <laughs> so and then it glows, yeah, right? So and then was... there's a concert after, is that right? Yes. Yeah. Folks so... from your time period say that that was the best event ever. Like that was the most epic event that they've ever participated in it really was I mean just like the idea of you know being able to say that you know for my job tonight I got to go to Roglo and spray people with paint I mean that's unreal do like, we not do, was, do we not spray people with paint anymore do we do we not throw paint at people here anymore is that a thing I don't know Roglo is not a thing anymore oh I know it's sad it's sad it only lives in our memories now yeah. <laughs> I would love to see the, the videos of it, though. It'd be fun. So you used to spray people with paint for your job. Tell us what you do for work now. <laughs> yeah, very different. So I don't do anything like that now. <laughs> so I kind of have two jobs. My like my full-time kind of bread and butter, um, I've pivoted into the travel industry. So I work for a travel company, um, and I'm part of the on-tour support team. You know, So basically, people that are on our trips you know, any like emergencies that come up. Um, I'm basically part of the team that's there to put out fires, so to say. <laughs> Does that mean you get um, to travel with them? Yes. Mm -hmm. I, um, I actually just started there a few months ago, so I haven't traveled with them yet, but yes, that is a very wonderful, wonderful perk. What other trips do we have coming up? Ooh, for me personally, well, I'm cruising off to Mexico in October. When it's gloomy in the Pacific Northwest, I decided that's when it's time to get in the sunshine. So I think that's fair. Now you said for your bread yeah. and butter, you do the travel, you do the travel stuff, but what are you doing? Cause you're definitely using that theater, that theater degree and almost like a communications degree, which you don't have, but you're kind of using, using that skill set. So tell us about what you're doing for fun. I call it my fun job. I, I don't know of uh, any other professional way to put it. So that's what I tell people. But yeah, very much so. Um, my my other, my fun job is, this is something too I've always like kind of uh, done on the side is I'm a dance, dance and theater teacher and choreographer. Um, so yeah, what that means is right now I work in a children's theater um, and I teach I teach like elementary, middle school age children um, and I teach dance and I really work heavily with uh, children's theater, like children's musicals. Um, and yeah, I work as a choreographer and I love it. That sounds so fun. What is the age, elementary school kids? Yeah, I'm primarily elementary, middle school aged. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. gonna be a fun group to, to, uh, to manage. Yeah, it's, yeah, both. <laughs> Yeah. Very fun, a lot to manage, but yeah, really, really rewarding, which is why I've, I've kind of always kept it, you know, as I, I've always like been really consistent with like having that as another job because yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's an extra job. So, you know, it's, it's one of those like really great things where it's like, I don't need it to, you know, pay the bills. It's, you know, it's there for fun and I do it because I love it and because it's really rewarding and I get to, you know, teach, I get, to, I get to be the teacher that, um, I would have wanted to have at their age. So. I bet that psych degree comes in handy when you're working with those, uh, elementary and middle school. Oh, for sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now tell us about our little, uh, research department here that kind of helped us draft some, some quick notes here. 
also mentioned that you uh, have a little, another freelance gig. Yeah. Not something I do, you know, like terribly often, but yeah, I try to, I wouldn't say I developed a career in it, but I've sort of developed like a real um, like passion and hobby for um, voiceover work. So yeah, I've, I would say since, I don't even know when, I think since last year um, I've been working kind of, you know, just whenever like an opportunity comes up as a freelance, uh, doing freelance voiceover work. Mainly the work I've been doing for that is um, a couple like data companies, like here and there, you know, will put out ads, you know, kind of just needing voices for like data. Um, For example, like my latest project that I worked on a couple months ago, it was for a company that was detecting like profanity words, you know, that are used in video games, like the live chat discords. Um, So they kind of, that was an interesting project, um, kind of just so they could help like detect, you know, when things said were not appropriate or, you know, not very kind, they would just give you a list of like inappropriate things to that, you know, I had to record. (laughs) Oh, we want to hear that. (laughs) That's amazing. That is so mind blowing to me. I can't even believe that that's like a thing. Like when you're in high school and people are like, what do you want to do for a living? Like, I don't know. You think so basically. You're like, am I going to be a teacher? Police officer. Yeah. Like, especially like, I think like I have little boys. Like that's like, I want to be a firefighter. Like you think so like, you know, so I don't want to say small because those jobs aren't small, but you don't um, really understand the scope of the opportunities that are out there. So to think that you could work for a company and just say inappropriate things so that they can find it in their system and, and monitor it. Like who would even think that that's a No, I don't know. But this does lead me to ask, like, how did they find you? Were you, did they find you and say, you know what? That girl just, she used that for great. That was a great use of that. We got to use her talents. How did this all come about over there? Funny enough, it's, I get them from job posting. So like Indeed and stuff like that, you know, they'll kind of just post like offerings, uh, kind of like, you, you know, you would any other job, you know, here's what we need. Here's like a description. Yeah. And you just send your resume along and, you know, depending on like how much experience they have, usually too, I'm still kind of at the point where, you know, they're kind of looking for a lot of experience, which I don't have yet. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, I gain experience by doing little projects like this. That's really cool. That is a cool project. Is this like an active career for you that you're actively pursuing this, this lane of work or you're just, it's sort of filling in different spots for you? It's one of those things I wouldn't mind maybe making it into a full-time career, you know, at some point down the road. I think for now though, um, I just have too many jobs that I'm doing, you know? Yeah. So for now, I mean, you know, it's a fun project. It's a fun way to like build my resume, you know, if I would ever want to go into this full time, but for now it's, for now it's another um, side hobby job. (laughs) I mean, you had a major and a minor while you were here, you were very involved in student activities. So you're kind of used to handling a lot at one time. So this should this is kind of right along the same lines of what you've been doing since you came here, right? Like, and and since you were a kid, doing all the dance stuff and balancing lots of different demands. I feel like well, we need to get you another job, Hannah. What else would you like yeah, to do? Yeah, what else can you do, Hannah? There's 24 hours in a day. You don't need to sleep that much. And then so now tell us about your uh, when you're not on your 19th job and working and, and traveling and not voicing and not dancing what do you do for fun? You just relax on the couch and, and, and chill? I love to socialize, you know, and 
um, make time for my friends and my partner more than anything. But also, I mean, when I get a chance, I mean, I love being an introvert. You know, it's like my, (laughs) you understand. I mean, my idea of a perfect weekend is to have two days, like one day, you know, for social activities. And then the other day, just completely to myself, not talking to anyone, you know, reading a book, you know, catching up on my shows, uh, that sort of thing. So I, I'm kind of, I don't even know what the term for it is. I think an extroverted introvert, introverted extrovert. It's one of those things. Rob's an introvert, but he's a fake extrovert. Yes. Yes. I'm an introverted (laughs) introvert. That's how good I am. But he's really good at being an extrovert. Then he goes home and he like just falls apart for the oh, rest of the night. Yeah, exactly. I, I go into a ball on my couch and then cry the rest of the night. Yeah. And I mean, it's important, you know, to prioritize. Everybody has a different idea of self-care. But yeah, I mean, for me, mine is kind of like having that perfect balance, you know, of having a social life, you know, getting out of the house, going to the beach, you know, doing like outside activities, like walking, kayaking, you know, and then also having some time where I can just be a complete sloth. Speaking of sloth, though, this is a good transition because let's talk <laughs> about, let's talk, I think it is. Okay. We're, we're going to see if it works. Let's okay. throw it against the wall. Sloths are an animal. And it looks like apparently <laughs> that in your, in your background here that we see that you did some animal welfare checks. I feel like this is a great opportunity to talk about Rowan and we have a new vet school coming in. I don't know if you heard about that, but we've got a new. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. It's, oh, that's exciting. Super exciting. We had the groundbreaking. Uh, we're just breaking ground on everything up here mm-hmm. um, this past year. So we're looking forward to that class coming through. So now we'll be in the animal space. But it seems like that was a space that you were working in. Tell us a little bit about that post your, uh, your time here. Yeah, I sure did. Um, after I graduated from Rowan, actually, um, I moved to Virginia. And yeah, I kind of just, I would say kind of stumbled into the animal welfare field. <laughs> you know, I've been a vegetarian for years. So like animal rights and animal welfare was, you know, something that always interested me. And then, so yeah, I started working um, for an animal rescue company. Um, I started out, you know, like as, I don't even know what the official title is anymore. I think it was a field assistant. (laughs) Um, You know, so basically I would shadow my colleagues, you know, into, you know, going on like animal rescue cases and all of that, you know, per helping like get vet care for animals who needed it, you know, adopting out animals to homes. Um, eventually I worked my way up and I became like a field, uh, a field rescue worker. Um, so yeah, and I did that for about, I would say four, four years. Any particular animals? Uh, mainly domesticated like dogs, cats, um, got the occasional bird. I mean, we, We never really, you know, we never really like turned away a species, Um, but yeah, mainly dogs and cats. A couple pigs, I think. Cute animals. (laughs) So what is your next job? You've had a varied background. What is the next thing that Hannah wants to pursue or would like to dip her toes into professionally? (laughs) You know, I think this is the most exciting thing to say is that I'm perfectly content where I am. (laughs) It took me a while to kind of like find a balance of doing what I loved, you know, which what I love to do isn't just one thing. So it, it took me a while to find a balance of like, you know, how can I do this? You know, how can I do this job 
in the travel industry that I'm passionate about and like keep, you know, keep being a dance instructor and a choreographer, which I'm also passionate about and, you know, kind of ex exploring, you know, the field of voiceover. It's, it's taken me a long time to find a balance of that. So it's, yeah, I'm for now, I mean, things might change. You know, I always say I don't have a five year or a 10 year plan. I never know how to answer that question when That's I get a terrible interviewed. Question. I think, oh my God, I don't know. I don't know. Who knows what five years will be, look like from now? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't know who I'm going to be in five years or 10 years. Um, who I was five years ago was certainly very different. And five years ago, I definitely didn't think I'd be where I am now. So, you know, it's, it, it feels good to be really content, not really have, you know, things I want to change about myself. Oh, he's a very open-minded approach, right? Super open-minded, open to everything, tied to nothing. So you can kind of just I think it's very relatable, too, because I think there's, like, a misconception that you're going to graduate and you're going to, like, be in a field that you're going to retire from. And I think the reality is that's not really what it is for most people. I think a lot of the stories we do hear from people that have been in a particular industry a really long time, but for a majority of folks, I think there is variations in professional life and and it's great to be able to keep evolving and changing and exploring uh, new professional paths. So I think that that's a great, you know, little nugget for, you know, current students who or even recent alums who are maybe not in the job now that they mm -hmm. hope they would be in forever, but it's never too late. It's never too early to, to change things and to explore new opportunities. So I think your story is very relatable. Thank you. And yeah, for sure. I think, I think that's something like a lot of younger people need to hear. And I think it's something that I really needed to hear when I was, you know, 22, 23, 24 is, you know, I mean, yeah, you're always changing and it's perfectly okay, you know, to jump from one career field to another. I mean, if you majored in engineering and you did that for two years and, you know, you decide, I kind of want to explore this other thing, like, uh, you know, your degree is still useful. Um, and, you know, you learn so much more than like, you know, your set major at school. So it's totally okay to just explore who you are. So Hannah's doing a lot of things, but I think the thing I like the most is the travel piece. How cool was that? That is super cool. Right? I like that she got to use profanity and then help a company find yeah, like yeah, yeah. children that are using it on the platforms. Yeah. Like who she didn't use think? profanity with the children. No, 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 sure no. That. Just to be clear. Just, just to, to be, be clear. clear. Yeah. No, she does travel agents. She does travel support. Right. And then on the another side gig, she's doing voiceover she work. Does voiceover work where she gets to use those. And dan teaching dance, dance and little ones. Yeah, that's cool. That's, you know, that's got to be really cool to watch, you know, and also a lot of hard work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because you have to have a lot of patience when you're dealing with kids. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you, you want to come home with me now and no. have the patience for mine? Nope, 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 nope. We're, we're going to Target. Can I? That's no interest in that thing. <laughs> uh, but no. Hannah, but they have a Starbucks there. I do love you Starbucks. You love Starbucks. Yeah, I knew I, I could Starbucks. get you. But no, Hannah was, Hannah was a great time, and she's out West Coast, so she's got to be enjoying her best life out there. It's gorgeous out there. Never been. But it, it was a good interview. It was great. We're very excited when we get stories like Hannah's. Like I said in the interview, I think we get a lot of folks that are just really interested in being a, a one a person that stays in a field or a career their entire uh, career. But really, there's lots of different 
options to explore and why should we hold ourselves back from exploring all those things right yeah and share it share it with us hit the class notes button on the uh, on the alumni website that we have you've been listening to beyond the brown and gold on rowan radio 89.7 wgls fm you can find more episodes on your favorite podcasting platforms by searching for beyond the brown and gold or rowan radio on demand 